Hello and welcome to BVRMC Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Franzmeyer. Today, I am joined by Jamie Green, one of our dietitians. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Jamie? Yeah, I'm Jamie Green. I'm one of the dietitians here at BVRMC, um, and I have been here, I think, for about 12 years or so. Wow. All right, so uh, it's February. It's Heart Health Month. Uh, I think we all are aware of that. Um, we obviously all know the importance of the heart to our body, um, so we're going to talk kind of about like a hearthy, heart-healthy diet. So do you want to go ahead and start with that? Yeah, so we, we know our heart is an organ that affects or is affected by nearly all aspects of our life. So diet is a huge factor in taking care of our heart. So, you know, the reason we want to even talk about this is that those um, healthy food choices are going to reduce your risk of things like heart disease, a heart attack or a stroke, um, as well as those specific risk factors for a heart attack or a stroke like high blood pressure, um, cholesterol, and obesity and type 2 diabetes. So all these major things that we all hear about are um, very important. So um, I just wanted to talk today and kind of break it down into maybe kind of like 10 guidelines of things that you can watch that are gonna help, um, you know, decrease your risk for those factors that we just talked about and help with heart health. Well, I think those factors you just talked about, the diabetes or the heart attacks, the strokes, the high blood pressure, we all know how serious all those are. I mean, it's 2021, we know, you know, I think about our grandparents. Like, our grandparents didn't know about a heart-healthy diet probably mm-hmm. back then. You know, we know so much more now that we can take care of ourselves so that when we are 60, 70, 80 years old, we're not dying from heart attacks right. or cholesterol right. issues, that kind of thing. So, yeah, um, yeah you got 10, 10 tips here. We'll just kind of go through them here. So, go ahead. Yeah. So, the first one, I think we always think heart health, we start, we think fats. So, we'll just start right into fats. Um, and it's, it's just like what kind of fats There's so many different kinds, but what do we need to limit? So there's two main things. You want to limit your saturated fat and your trans fat. So saturated fats, if you think simply animal products, that's what these fats are going to come from. So, you know, not that you can't do those animal products, but you know, leaner cuts of, of, of meat. So not doing the fattier, you know, beef, bacon, sausage, you know, your butter, cheese, or your higher fat dairy products. Those are going to be the ones that raise that LDL cholesterol, which is the cholesterol um, that increases our risk of heart of a heart attack or stroke. So I always tell people, think of that one. Your LDL is your lousy cholesterol. Think of that L. Yeah. That's the one you want to be lower. Um, uh, and so just kind of recommendations. I don't want to throw out a, a ton of numbers, but you know, the American Heart Association recommends that we kind of keep that to five or 6% of our total calories. So it's not that we can't have any or not that we're going to be able to not have any, but small amounts. Yeah. And then trans fats, these ones, um, have definitely got more attention over the past, you know, a couple of, you know, or more recently, but really these can either occur naturally in foods or they can be artificial. Um, if you look on a label, it's going to say trans fatty acids, um, but mostly in processed foods is where you're going to find them. So your fried foods, and I always think like French fries, fried chicken, your baked goods, as well as like frozen foods, so your pizzas, um, and even in stick margarine. Yeah. So trans fats are like those um, saturated fats in that they increase your bad cholesterol, but they also lower your good cholesterol or your HDL. So that, again, is going to increase your risk of all those things. So what about salt? Because I I, I hear that a lot when it comes to heart health stuff. Um, And I think salt is, I don't want to say addictive, but it's easy Uh to like, Uh you take one salty pretzel, it's easy to take six more with it, you know? So what about salt? And salt is one of those things that we become accustomed to. So the more salt that you eat, your taste buds actually adapt and change to where things don't taste as salty anymore, so it takes more to kind of get that taste. Um, But yeah, definitely that's that other huge part of a heart-healthy diet. 
um, and kind of some background on reasoning. So too much sodium, that's going to increase your, your water retention. So we kind of think of those aesthetic things. We know that it can lead to like bloating, puffiness, weight gain, like we can't get our ring on when we ate pizza the night before. But also think of that, that's increasing your water retention in your blood vessels. And so that can increase your blood pressure. So over time, that high blood pressure is what puts that strain on your heart um, and can also contribute to that plaque buildup that blocks blood flow. So, um, you know, we think salt, okay, I don't put any salt on my food maybe, but yep. really like 75% of an American diet, it's coming from processed food or food that we eat out at restaurants. So really trying to limit that. The processed stuff, I mean, even a can of soup, it's like, yeah. the amount of sodium in that is ridiculous. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, and I think... I don't want to say like, I, my generation, I think we know we don't grab the salt shaker and sprinkle like my parents or my grandparents, I believe it's salt on everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that's, that trend's kind of changing in the younger generation. I feel like a little bit, I don't see it as much anyway, but, um, but yeah, all the process, everything's processed yeah. now. Like it's so easy just to grab this so that, well, there has to be salt in it to like preserve yep. it. Yeah. And keep it and shelf, shelf are, life. Yeah. Our legs are so quick and on the go that they're convenience foods. So it's not that we're trying to necessarily be, you know, like lazy, I yes. don't want to cook. It's yep. I'm on the go. What can I grab that's quick, easy, and doesn't take any time? Yep. yep. All right. So the third one is uh, low-fat dairy. Mm. You want to go talk a little bit about dairy? Yeah. So so dairy, again, it's going to be that saturated fat because it's an animal product. Um, so just trying to choose the lower-fat options. So, you know, skimmer 1% milk are going to be those, those lower-fat milk products. But otherwise, you know, you can do lower-fat cheeses if you want to. Or I always tell people, if you want to do the real product, just watch the portion size. Yeah. You know, that, that's absolutely fine to do, but we can get really carried away with cheese on everything. So just kind of watching that. Um, so those, those saturated fats, you know, we already talked, those are what are associated with high blood cholesterol, which is that risk for heart disease. However, you know, eating low-fat dairy is associated with a reduced risk of, of um, stroke specifically. So there's, there's definitely some good reasons to eat dairy, just making good choices when we choose them. Yep. Um, let's go on to produce. I know, I know here we live in Iowa, it's, you know, seasonal is mm-hmm. a disadvantage or an advantage, you know, in the summer it's a lot easier and this, you know, in the wintertime, February, it's a little bit harder to, yeah. to get stuff fresh, but what about produce? So, yeah, we think we've all been told forever, you know, like eat your fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Um, you know, they're low in calories, they're high in fiber and other nutrients. And so when you talk about seasonally, you know, certain you know we're not going to necessarily be eating watermelon this time of year of course it tastes very good if we have it here so you know fresh ones are are great if they're in season but really those frozen or canned products are can be just as good yeah Um, i had strawberries just this last week and they weren't very good yeah like but it's february like so they're not going to be and having you know so i tell people too like those frozen ones can be just as good because they're actually like frozen at their peak freshness so they're going to taste good and they're going to maintain their nutritional value you know whereas a lot of times like how far did your strawberries travel before they got here? They probably lost a bit of the nutritional content as yep. well in that meantime too. A couple things to look for on level on labels, um, sodium levels. So, you know, our canned um, vegetables are gonna be higher in sodium. Some people will rinse them or just, yep. like I said, not using them all the time, using them for convenience. And then fruits, really trying to use the ones that have no added sugar. So either in their own juice or in water are gonna be your best option. So you don't have all that extra sugar in there. Nice. Yep. Um, so how about some whole grain stuff? Okay, so whole grains, I mean, I could list a whole host of, you know, nutrients that we get from them. Again, they're a great source of fiber, which, you know, is um, a great heart healthy thing that we'll talk about too. But all these nutrients, the B vitamins, fiber, folic acid, like I said, the list goes on. Those are what are lost in that refining process. So we take that whole wheat product and we make it that white product by taking, you know, stripping all that stuff off along the way. Um, 
So they're, you know, those whole grains are gonna help improve your cholesterol levels, you know, again, lowering your risk of that heart disease or stroke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you mentioned fiber there, so let's just go on to fiber, yep. and I think that's, I think a lot of people, there's more out, I think, I, think, I hear about fiber all the time, mm-hmm. so like, what, what do you think about fiber? So it, it goes right along with those whole grains, because if we're choosing whole grains, we're going to get in more fiber automatically, because it's, it's yep. going to be in there, it's not that, you know, not stripped out yet. So I think two things that can be a little bit confusing is that there's two forms of fiber. So there's what's called soluble, and there's what's called insoluble. Um, both are really important, but that soluble one is what we think of with heart health. That's the one that helps reduce our bad cholesterol, um, but really both of them are going to be beneficial. Um, and then that bonus is, you know, we talk about, you know, more whole grains kind of helps even with weight loss. Well, that's that fiber benefit. It's going to help to fill you up on less calories, so it's going to help support weight loss efforts and just and weight management too. So sometimes we know that hardest part of after weight loss is just keeping the weight off. So high fiber foods, um, again, like I said, are gonna help to keep you full for longer. So, you know, our, our recommendations on that, um, it's, we were really supposed to shoot for like 25 to 30 grams if somebody's looking at fiber, but the main thing to just realize is that most people are getting less than half, especially kind of the standard American diet. So anywhere okay. you can get more fiber um, is gonna be important. And I was just throwing that little tip of as you increase your fiber intake, if you're consciously doing it, make sure you're increasing your water intake as well, right along with it. Yep. Yes. Okay. So I'm just going to recap a couple of things. So we talked about limiting bad fat, limiting salt, choosing your low fat dairy option, eat more produce, mm-hmm. eat more whole grains and fill up on fiber. Yep. So now with all of that, let's talk about maybe how we use all of those things in our cooking methods. Yep. Yep. So, you know, we can do, you know, make all those healthy choices, but really kind of increase the fat content if we do something like, let's say, frying our foods. Yep. And then it's going to soak up whatever that that fat is that you cooked it in and make it a, a less less heart healthy. So anytime you can bake, broil, or grill, especially like your meats, you're going to get more of that extra fat off of it versus frying. Um, little things like if you've got, like, ground beef or any sort of ground meat, draining off any of the extra fat. I even tell people to make sure that they rinse it, too. Mm-hmm. Usually it's going to be mixed in with something. Yep. Really, can anyone tell the difference? But you're going to get a little bit more off, yeah. um, too. And little thing, you know, we all know we've heard like take the skin off the chicken. Yep. Plenty of people will say that's their favorite part, but it takes off a lot of fat and a lot of calories by doing it, and you still get to eat the chicken. Yeah, and I mean, just some things I do. I, you know, if I'm going to cook a piece of meat, I, I try to trim as much fat off before yeah. I cook it too. Yep. Is one option. Um, I, you know, we talk about frying stuff. What are your thoughts on like an air fryer? So I, I think air fryers are great. Mm-hmm. Um, people seem to love them. Yep. Um, and think that they're, you know, making very similar quality to if you would have actually fried it up, it's really crisp it up. So no, I think they're a great option. I think they're helping people definitely make better choices because yeah. people are still, I think, going to eat a lot of those foods that they would have fried, but this is helping yeah. them do it without all the extra yeah. fat. I yep. love mine. I use mine all the time. Now I can see where maybe, okay, I, I feel like I'm eating healthy because I'm putting my French fries in the air fryer compared to frying them in grease or whatever. Yes. Um, don't let that increase your consumption of french fries yeah. or chicken strips or yeah. you know whatever like yeah. it's still processed yes yeah food you know what i mean yeah. like don't let that just be it is very convenient yeah. i mean i can cook up that in like five minutes and sure. air fryer and it's awesome <laughs> but don't let that influence the amount that you're eating yeah still, still the so, quality the type the qual- of food yes. that you're putting in there yeah but using it every once in a while if it is some of those you know i'm thinking of like breaded things you know yeah. cheese balls that yep. kind of stuff yep. you know it's going to help make it healthier, but you got to look at what you're starting with too. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so we talk about this every year in Biggest Loser, um, but drinking water, drinking water, drinking mm-hmm. water. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on water? I know so, you mentioned it with the fiber content. Yeah, things. just simply, like, I don't think we can talk about any type of healthy eating or healthy living in general without talking about water and trying to get in more water. Um, you know, we drink so many, you know, in general of those sugar sweetens. So yep. whether, it's, whether it's soda, sports drinks, energy drinks, I mean, we have so many options these days. Even fruit juice, you know, is going to add that extra calories. Um, and so many of those juices aren't even 100% juice. So we know those are gonna add extra calories and natural sugar, but so much of it has just got all that extra added sugar too. So you're not getting any nutrients by these sugar sweetened drinks, but it, you know that's a huge contributor to you know weight gain and obesity, which are those risk factors for heart disease. I always think when like liquids that you drink, if it's like brown or blue or green or yellow, I mean, it's not naturally that color. Right. Like there's something in there that's causing it. And I know you mentioned earlier when it comes to like the salt thing, um, your taste buds kind of change to that. Like, I think it's the same thing with soda or with sugar. Uh, we all know that sugar can be addictive and that kind of thing. So it's easy to drink four or five sodas or juices compared to one. I mean, it's hard to only drink one. Right, right. It's so. all in what you get used to too. Yeah, and I think same thing, just like you said with the salt, you get used to really sweet things versus somebody who maybe doesn't eat sweets very often. They have a taste or two of something sweet and they're like, yeah, that's that's enough for them. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and so that's kind of wrapping it up here like our last one like obviously activity is very important for heart health as well um so all those diets that we talked about but like kind of the last component is being active yeah just that well-rounded you know we so much of it's on diet but we really need to just make sure that we're kind of giving our our diet that assist with making sure that we're being physically active you know just getting your heart rate up starting somewhere if you're not doing anything just start doing something you know small walks anything that you can do it just takes a little bit of that emphasis away on just diet if we can do both of those things together yeah i i tell a lot of my clients like you can't just do one or the other like you could eat really well and you can lose some weight but at some point in time you're going to kind of like i don't want to say plateau but kind of get to this like middle ground where you need to incorporate some exercise mm-hmm. along with it or vice versa if you just work out but you eat like crap right. it's you're good luck like yeah, yeah that's you're, gonna you're gonna have to work out a ton like a lot yeah so i mean just a little bit of both like you said it doesn't have to be like i have to go work out for four hours like i can go on a half hour walk mm-hmm. um i i'm a runner and i, I think you are too mm-hmm. um i've read a lot of studies that like, the cardiovascular benefit of walking compared to running isn't much different mm-hmm. like yeah uh, walking's a lot less strain on your body too running's not easy um, right right but that's partially why i do it because i like the competition the competitive yep. part of it but um just stay active, stay moving. And I think that's maybe a better way of saying it than exercising is just yeah. move. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. We talk about like steps, getting in so many steps. A lot of people use the 10,000 steps. I yep. mean, that's something and that's great. But again, a lot of people will say, you know, maybe they have an active job or they're standing all yeah. day and it's, that's awesome. That's, that's a lot more than somebody who's sitting all day, but you're really not getting that extra cardiovascular benefit because you're not getting your heart rate up. Your yeah. body's adapted. So again, going out for a walk after, once you get started, usually that's the hardest part. But once you get going, um, usually you feel better for so many reasons. Yeah. Yep. All right. Do you want to kind of wrap it up or sum it up? Yeah, anything? just to kind of sum those up. So if we just kind of think the basics that we went over, you know, it comes down to eating more of those heart-healthy fats, more fruits and vegetables, more high-fiber whole-grain products and those lower-fat dairy foods. And then on the flip side, eating less of the fried, prepackaged, processed, um, and sugar-sweetened foods. Yep. And I guess my two things I would say is, exercise and drink water (laughs) so all right well thanks jimmy for joining us today i think this is some great information if you have any questions please reach out to either one of us uh hopefully you guys enjoyed and look forward to the next one